0: Welcome to Talking in Stations, it's May 26th. Got that right. I am Madderall here. We are talking uh, about EVE Online today. I'm here with Shen. How are you doing, Shen? Doing well. Hello, everyone. And uh, also, we have a guest with us today from Dread Bomb. It is Lieutenant Condor. How are you doing, guys? All right, so... uh Condor is going to, we're going to talk about uh, some stuff that Condor went through in the last month or so. Today, we're also going to talk about a few battles that happened uh, yesterday after after hours. And uh, then we'll get into some market stuff uh, and miscellaneous news, kind of light news day. Still, lots of interesting things happening in EVE Online. Let's get started. Okay, so uh, from our newsletter, we have a couple battle reports. So we'll go ahead and start by reading this. Uh, In 3-TAC-D, the Imperium destroyed a Pappy Asbel, the latest in many attempts by Pappy to get a foothold in the Constellation. Goons were formed 900, uh, including a large carrier carrier fleet supported by eagles. Remember, we heard eagles were going to be a big part of the grinder that the Imperium was going to put out. We heard that from the Fireside chat. So there they are in action. Pappy formed with 840 ships including a large dreadnought fleet supported by Basilisks, Guardians and Eagles as well. Goonsform lost a good chunk of its Eagles, 292 ships destroyed valuing at about 30 billion. But Pappy took heavy losses losing about 1200 ships valued at 108 billion isk, about 110 billion isk. That's huge. That's a well that's a huge loss compared to, you know, 30 the Imperium, that's like a three-to-one margin. Uh, and they lost the Asbel too. The battle, carried with, uh, the battle carried with it a measure of controversy as it followed the Legacy Coalition Sino Vigil. Imperium pilots apparently were under the impression that these events were usually followed by a pause in hostilities. Pappy, apparently not of this opinion, uh, were willing to give time for the funeral, as much was needed but then proceeded with the battle Let's have a look now at that uh, battle report and uh you can see the numbers overall uh were pretty much even the ship classes though totally different you had sub up against capital a uh, capital fleet in fact these are super carriers here i believe they're using um uh, SS uh, fighters? Is that what you said earlier? Uh, uh,
1: I think from the battle report, we to see either light fighters or high angle fighters for heavy fighters. So it's either light uh, fighters that can apply really well to sub capitals. So for light fighters, there are two types of light fighters. One mm-hmm. is against drones and other fighters. We call them the uh, space superiority ones. And there's okay. another one to just like light attack, basically. So they use the light attack ones and uh, the high angle weapon, high high angle heavy fighters that can apply well to uh, to sub capitals. So we can see in this battle report that the uh, test use a uh, an a, a baton fleet. Yeah, a baden is known for its lack of capacitors. Uh, so when fitted with a cap booster, it can run, but the problem with a baden is uh, their guns can't track. Uh, Fighters that well because fighters is really has really small cine, signature radius compared to, let's like, say, a battleship. So, just,
0: just in case we have mm-hmm. uh, people who are just learning about EVE online, battleships are considered a big ship in the subcap class category. They're the biggest uh, subcap there is, and so their guns are bigger, and so it's harder for them to shoot smaller objects. They move too fast and they turn corners too fast, basically, or orbit too fast. So that's tracking, and it's hard for them to track small objects and destroy them. So small fighters have a small signature, basically on the radar, they're tiny. That, that's, what he said, that's what he means when he says uh, signature. And so basically the battleships have a hard time defending against fighters. They're small and fast.
1: Yeah, basically. And it's very easy for the tr- uh, fighters, on the other hand, to track down those, uh, th- those battleships because they have really big signature radius, on the other hand. So we can see basically... Basically, the entire Test uh, Abaddon fleet with its lodges, which is the Guardians, all uh, got wiped out by the Imperium.
0: Look at this. I mean, they just wholesale wiped. And it looks like it's mostly Test. So Test really took a beating and a few uh, Huygens from Brave. Uh, And then you get into miscellaneous groups of uh, logistics here. All these repair ships, scimitars and basilisks. Oh, here's Horde. But Horde came in Basilisk, so they were running logistics. And then you have a whole wing of guardians that were uh, Test as well. So it looks like Test... Oh, but here's the Eagle Fleet. Okay, and that looks like it survived pretty well. Yeah, it looks like most of Horde made it out. And, uh, of course, these, these Nidhoggers, uh, which are capital ships, uh, not destroyed or damaged. Uh, oh, interesting. Elo Knight is in one of the monitors. He is a legendary uh, fleet commander from um, over the last 10 years, mostly known for being head of Black Legion. And you also have Dark Shines here from the Initiative. Tom Flood from, he's a younger FC from Goon Swarm. And there are other FCs and boosters on that side of it. But it looks like, yeah, Horde and, well, here's where the Eagles get, um, on the, you start seeing a lot more red now on the Imperium side here, and that's the eagles that are going down on this side. So they did lose, I think, 30 billion worth of eagles. Not not a big deal.
2: I, bl- I believe those eagles were all scram or warp disruptor fit, if I recall correctly.
0: Let's have a look at a generic one here. Um, oh, no, they're just, they're DPS. This one. Mid slot. It'd be a mid slot. Yeah, oh, it's shoot. Described. They have these reversed. What?
1: Uh, This is not ZQ, I think.
0: Yeah, well, I'm not used to uh, looking at this for bits. Yep, they're scrammed. So these were tackle, so they're supposed to get destroyed. Hmm, Okay, so that's your first fight uh, that we're reporting on. And looks like, really, Abaddon's couldn't compete with small fighters. Let's go back to our news report and hit another... Fight that happened. This one in Fraternity. This was in FD24, Tac A. Fraternity attacked three psychotic astrohouses. I don't think the astrohouses were psychotic. I think that's the alliance. Uh, pushing one of them into reinforcement, Fraternity formed with 126 ships, including Cerberus and Saber fleet. Psychotic defended with 34 ships, including Balgorns. Fraternity lost 41 ships valued at $27.7 billion. Psychotic tendencies lost 41 ships valued at $24 billion. Kind of a draw. And psychotic tendencies are an alliance mainly of one corporation called... Uh, sorry, that's a corporation. Uh, they usually form tissue. And uh, you can see their psychotic tendencies tissue is their... I think that's their call, isn't it? Their uh, ticker. Yeah, it is. Tissue is their ticker. These guys kick around. They're kind of a toxic version of snuff, but smaller and, uh, with a worse reputation. At least as far as I know, even Nelscik friends of theirs, uh, after a while, didn't didn't want to associate with them because of some um, some some uh, just uh, bad antics in the game. Okay, so uh, they were attacked by fraternity, and they're but they're a pretty heavy hitting group. It looks like it was. Don't uh, recognize any of these guys. Oh, of course, Joker. All right, well, whatever. Full of guys and fraternity at one hundred twenty six to thirty four. That is lopsided. So you got to win better than that if you're going to be lopsided. But let's look at the actual cost. Yeah. Well, it's all right. One of those groups has money. The other one uh, has less, I think. All right. That's fraternity up there in their space. The psychotic tendencies are back. Should probably, when we write this stuff, put the full name at the front. And then you can always refer to them as psychotic after that. That would make more sense. We'll get into that later. Okay. So those are your battle reports. One of them is for the war. Wasn't there also a bomber? Did we cover that yesterday?
1: Uh, I think we did. Yeah. Uh, it's a bombing run. I mean, it's kind of like a daily basis thing right now.
2: Yeah. Uh,
1: Initiative and other uh, Imperium uh, allies, I guess, within their coalition. They do bombing runs like every day when, when Pappy shows up.
0: Right. And you win some, you lose some. Although they got some pretty good ones in early on, two of them. Uh, they also got wiped uh, recently. So it's going to go back and forth like that. I think it's going to be interesting. We're looking at uh, what's going on with the Pappy Coalition. And you see it's mostly Horde and Test uh, that are fighting in there with sprinklings of um, Pandemic Legion and Northern Coalition. I don't see a lot of other groups. Fire Coalition seems to be uh, resting back home, trying to um, do a little rebuilding and fixing up of their territory. So they seem to be I wouldn't say they're out of the war, but they seem to be doing their own thing. Fraternity, uh, for time zone reasons, doesn't seem to be uh, participating very much, except to put down an ASBAL or something.
1: Uh, on that note, uh, if you look at Dotland uh, in Faith of that's where uh, most of the fire coalitions are, are like at right now, at, at this moment, I guess. In faith? Yeah, in Faith, you can see a lot of eye hubs being reinforced. That's oh yeah look at that works. all this stuff yeah from here. fire
0: let me actually bring up the le pen it's a little better view there and so let's have a look here doing some work in faith i think they're trying to clear up there is a group though that's kind of menacing the uh super caps in the area that are trying to um do some of that work let's see if i can grab there. I think I put it inside the wrong uh our other channel here.
1: I mean that local group uh is IGC, which were renters, uh which which were renters of test uh before the war started. And right now when test moved out of Esoteria, they kind of just took over their own uh took 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 over the space by themselves. Yeah.
0: So I'm looking at uh, Eastsiders, and these guys are crabbing request denied. So these guys are hunting um, in Faith of Allis area, I believe. In Smother, it looks like. Detrid. Maybe it's Detrid where they're doing some hunting. I think that's probably what it is.
1: So, uh, it's also hunting, like, basically mostly legacy space. So if you can screw down they have a couple of uh, AOM kills as well. Just go down oh. like this.
0: So do you know these so, guys? here you're from AOM? yeah. Oh, here we yeah. go.
1: So, a uh, few, I think, a few months back, before we move, we started moving into Esoteria, like in March, April-ish. Mm-hmm. They had uh, four locked out, uh, locked off, uh, safe lock, basically supers in our space. So, and uh, w- what happened during that time is we prohibited uh, all capitals from undocking and. And super capitals. Basically, you can dock, get some sunshine, no problem, but uh, you can't <laughs> get untethered. Um, so, yeah, you have to be tethered. So, yeah. Yeah. So, until, so we run a locator agent on them. So, every every once in a while, and we once we make sure all of their characters are out of uh, the jump range in OMIS, we, we resume the uh, daily writing and stuff like that.
0: Well, how many so, of these guys are there that you can do that?
1: Four or five. That's enough. So oh, four or wow. five super carriers.
0: They work together. I
1: mean, this is another thing, right? You get rid of uh, you got rid of campers, cloaky campers, but like safe locked super, they are more scary uh, to capital ships to capital ratings uh, than cloaky campers. So uh, if if CCP wants revamp uh, capital ratings, and capital mining, right? That's what they said in their uh, in the industrial um, update uh, dev block, right? At the end, they said they want to they wanted to revamp capital ratting, capital mining. Mm-hmm. But before before you want before you can revamp that, you have to do something about safe locked supers. Like this is way too scary for us. Right,
0: there's only two guys on paper, so I wonder.
1: Uh, it's about five. You can oh, see yeah. some of the killmails. Like yeah. I think they have three to four sweepers, but they have Hicks and uh, Dictors as well.
0: Look at this killmail. They appear to be working with HK and probably other groups. Mm, just nope. Just a, just one guy from Hard Knocks. Nice. Hmm. Interesting. So watch out for them if you're in Legacy space. The East Siders. And they're the ones that took down that Robert Downey Iron, which is kind of a funny name. That's why it stuck in my head. But it, it was a mix when a lot of supers aren't really being killed lately. They've become too important to lose. Okay. Let's go back to. Close that up. Close that up. I want to look at Faith again.
2: Can I ask a question here? Yeah, of course. Uh, do you think. So you don't think the Cloaky Camping uh what are those structures called you don't think that's going to affect hyper supers in your space there no, that people will be no
1: they're safe locked so there's no way they can be detected when you're safe locked yourself in a space
2: yeah I meant like after they dropped I mean it doesn't prevent them from dropping on you but you don't think you'll have a bigger chance of catching them now
1: I mean there's a group uh, who's very vocal about uh giving capitals and super capitals uh, either a longer time for like a longer buff for their cloak or just uh, that mobile observatory doesn't work on capitals or super capitals. There's a group of people who are very vocal about that. If that's, uh, if that made through CCP, then save log super will be a bigger problem
2: <laughs> than now. Yeah, I, I can understand that.
0: All right. I'm going to go to the comments. We'll do a little comment. We'll do a little news after the comments, but uh, just to get some uh, participation from the audience. If you guys have questions, go ahead and put them in. I'll just start reading through some of these here. Uh, Tom Flood equals Mike Flood. Yeah, I don't know what I know him as. Actually, he started out coming around TIS when he was very, very new to the game, and he hung out and was really cool because he participated a lot but he just didn't know that much and it's interesting to watch him kind of get a lot of confidence and grow into his role uh and now he's a very confident fc for the imperium i think i knew him as um mike flood not tom flood so it must be an alt structure wars raging in Poshvin. we're going to do a show on that but we haven't uh, we haven't collected enough information yet to report accurately. We will try to report accurately on that. And button up the top shirt uh, to clean up, uh, this is not my, uh, Shiv prison shirt. Uh, I have a different one for that. And, uh, trying to keep that guy under control, you know, uh, why is Matterall a host for an Eve show when he doesn't play? Um, because you and I, my friend, play a very different game. You play video games. I live in a metaverse. We do different things here. Let's see. If Neros wanted to contribute, he could drop bells in 3-tag-D any time that was convenient to him. Yeah, that's true. I'm not sure what the Pappy is waiting on. You know, COVID is starting to lift in the United States. That may make a difference for U.S. time zone. Summertime is always a slow time for EVE Online. It, as far as the game, it's really funny because EVE Online becomes slow and Reddit becomes really popular. So uh, that's that's really funny. And then in the winter, EVE becomes really popular and Reddit becomes less popular, which is kind of funny. So... You know, and nobody says, are those guys playing EVE or not, if they're on Reddit.
1: Well, I have, a, I have a question to Connor.
0: Yeah.
1: Do you know why you guys took over a lot of TCU in Teneriffus, but not
2: the iHub? Um, I don't know off the top of my head, but I would say it's just Seto wanting to make, the, make a bigger blotch on the map. Yeah, Well, he's playing I mean, that's kind of when it started out, some of those systems. That's kind of what he just did is he, what, TCUs are cheap and he just plopped them down because no one was where taking you, over it. Where did you pick stuff up?
0: I forget what region it was. Uh,
2: Tenerifus, which is okay. right beside.
0: Yeah. Uh, so let's go to Universe, go to Tenerifus region, and we'll explain what we're talking about here so you guys can all understand. Tenerifus is over here. This is old legacy space that was kind of uh, pummeled by. Um, third parties by initiative by bastion as well from the imperium and dream uh, sorry Dreadbomb did a lot of work as well but the iHubs um, weren't taken over that's usually the what you want the infrastructure hubs because that means you can build stuff you can actually make it a home or you control who builds stuff so that's a big deal instead uh, they went after uh, tcus which are territorial claim units which is basically your name on a map it gives you some bonuses to structures that are friendly to you or your structures in the system. You pay less for fuel, but that's really the only other benefit. It's in name only. It's like planting a flag in front of your house. So then why will a dread Dreadbomb pick up so many TCUs in this area? And the reason I think is just to, as was said by our Dreadbomb uh, guest, get the name on the map. Because if you look here, the top 10, alliances they're all rated by how many systems their tcu is in and so that puts dread Bomb at number six with 116 systems now they're in no way big enough to control that much space but on paper it puts them right in the middle of the top 10 alliances for anybody who's looking at that not a bad thing to do if you're running for csm as their leader interesting move okay uh, I'm glad you guys are helping each other out in chat. So they, uh, so people can understand what we're talking about. Do you guys see any other Matter plays the game better than most. Wow, thank you. I don't know if you guys have ever seen my live coverage, but there was one time I almost got shot. Uh, I think I had like five percent hull, uh, but I survived to continue the coverage. I think dot actually almost wiped me out. Ungrateful right? But uh, they didn't. I managed to escape. So pat on my back from myself. And I managed to capture a huge fight that they got into after that. I think it was about an hour and a half. uh, Just slugfest. It was beautiful. Good, uh, really good visuals on that one. And uh, all while having about 5%, (laughs) a sliver of hull left. So does that mean I'm a good pilot? No. It means... Uh, But it means I'm not a bad pilot either. Uh, Each ASBEL requires Rorqual to drop. So you aren't getting in there without taking a gate. Uh, Says Vertigo. Okay, and I think we're all caught up here with questions. Yeah. Nastrathi says all is needed because no one can pay attention to everything. But uh, actually not even me. And that's why we have guests. That's why we have a team. And so talking in stations isn't the product of one person. It's, uh, it's a team effort. Uh, we have like 40 people on staff. They all do different things, um, but a lot of them are dedicated to sourcing news. And, and that's, how you, that's how we're able to keep eyes on everything. And at one point, Shen, I was thinking, um, I'm just going to black out TIS for like two weeks just to get a feel for how much other people are reporting on news that we're surfacing and seeing, seeing, seeing if it affects the echo chamber of uh, other shows not to say that they rely on us for all their stuff because they obviously have their original sources and everything else but i just wonder what kind of a dent that would make in other people's work so i mean in, in some sense it's, it's, i think it's worth looking at or you gonna say
1: yeah it's, it's mean, what i was gonna say is like people will realize your importance after you're gone Right, right. You only when we left the hole there, people would realize, oh, that's all the work that people were doing.
0: Okay, uh, I feel like we're taking advantage of the audience. Let's give them more news that we can find, or some more dialogue. Okay, all right. We're back, or getting back. This will take just a second. We had, uh, we had a laptop that is overheated and doesn't like all the things that are happening. So. What we were about to get back to speaking of a news blackout, right? There you go. That's what it's like. And we totally deserved that interruption. So, uh, that's on me. We called, we called that one on ourselves. That was like an airstrike on top of our own heads for talking about news blackout (laughs) was not on purpose. Okay. Picking it back up, we are looking at Empires of Eve, and this is from Andrew Groen. This is his website, and he's written two terrific history books on Eve Online. If you want to know what the players were up to, this is what you need to pick up. Listen to his podcast as well. Uh, You can look him up by Andrew Groen or uh, go to empiresofeve.com and uh, order these books for yourself. It's a great read. He's a terrific writer and terrific subject matter. And he put in a lot of time and a lot of effort to get these things done. And they took years. Each, each volume took years. And so the first one goes up to 2009 from 2003. And the second one goes from 2009 to 2014, I believe. Okay. Then we also have um, you guys that uh, had rated us from Ashtarathi's channel. Know that he's doing CSM 16 interviews for the candidates there to let you know what they believe and what they think and how they think on their feet as he challenges them. Those are good interviews. Check them out. But CCP is also doing interviews. These are a lot briefer, a lot more brief, a lot briefer. I think it's four letters or less. You could tack on an ER. Yeah. And uh, these are brief. And so you can check those out. As you can see, they did Tador uh, Evi Kuvo, which is a wormholer. Serious Doctor, who's a writer and uh, also part of Nelseknia Scholpen. And Uriel, who's actually a really, really talented, multi-talented lore uh, enthusiast, but also just a talented designer and all-around uh, good guy. They call him Dreamy, Dreamy Lorga. Uh, and Zyrmius Plague, sorry, I don't know that much about him. Uh, I would have, I would like to learn more. Okay. So check that out. That's the first day that they did, which would have been two days ago. And now it's on YouTube. And yesterday they did day two, I believe. And so you will probably see that on there tomorrow. Okay, should we uh, try to bring up uh, markets for EVE Online?
1: We can try, but... Right.
0: We'll try. If we crash out, we won't be back, but we'll, uh, we'll do it. I think actually the remedy is going to be buying... a. Second machine to but it's a terrible time to buy a computer, which is why I don't want to do it. There's a big chip shortage. So I brought up the wrong file. Let's try that one more time. What did you want to look at, by the way?
1: Uh, some uh, tricklavian stuff, uh, tricklavian materials, especially after the industrial change and after Pochman opened up. So two big events related to Pochman, which uh, has Somewhat of an effect on the right. Triglyvian ship market.
0: Holy crap. Actually, as this is opening up, before we get to it, I wanted to check in with um, Lieutenant Condor because I want to take you back to a few weeks ago. Oh, I wish I had a link to that video or something. Uh, it was snuff versus dread bomb in. Um, What's that keep star?
2: yeah. him.
0: I misspelled it, but I'll get close. Let's see what happens. Terrific. And we also had an episode on this Just because the of covered victory. it
1: live.
0: <laughs> Actually, this is, <laughs> first hit is us. So yeah, this is us covering that fight live. Uh, you're in this fight. Now this is, uh, describe what the setup is to this fight and uh, what happens.
2: Uh, let's see if I can remember correctly. Um, this was in April sixth. Yes, we had Snop had deployed down to our area for some fights, and we had, I believe, the original thinking was RC had an agreement with um, Blue Melon owns that Keepstar, I believe, and he had an agreement with them that we could dock in it. And I believe at one point in time, Snuff wasn't allowed to dock in it. But during the course of the deployment, Snuff brought down their super fleet. They docked it in Amamaki, Keepstar there. And R.C. decided we are going to reinforce the shield timer on it just to show how unhappy we were with them allowing Snuff to dock there. And we set up, brought in, how many Titans was it? 18?
0: Uh, Total 20, I thought. Or 18 sounds right. Anyway, in that area.
2: Yeah. And we got, I think the last I really recall was the shield down to about 65%. And our Macario fleet was warping off to avoid Max dying to the DD from the Keepstar. And uh, I believe it was a Pilgrim landed uncloaked and warped off and our Sino inhib died to the Keepstar and another pilgrim uncloaked and NSH came in with I want to say it was 70 80 80 Dreadnoughts and overall it was like I think the battle report showed something like 52 Hicks or something like that Uh, Sino was Desperately scrambled the light in our staging system, and the order was given to jump out. But by that time, I think about seven of us were tackled and couldn't jump out. I know at one point in time, my full uh, you hover over your hick pointed, you hover over it. I had is it show five up to five, and then underneath it said plus 10 more. So some of us were never getting out of there.
0: You were dead. Okay, so it didn't end well for you, you were in a Titan and that is
2: correct i'm going to take you back to a
0: very painful moment with some audio i hope you don't mind sure this is you right after you lost it uh you're a friend so you came on talking in stations and and uh we wanting to uh just give information if you could be helpful but at the same time you're processing the loss of a very expensive ship and here you are on that night a little bit
2: uh, i would assume yeah
1: Billy, are you asking if a- NSH has spies?
2: No, I was asking if Nolsecnia was a surprise, which I, I think has been confirmed.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the one time, Madderall's not muted. Come on, Madderall. You have lunch with them later. They can't hear me. on. Uh, yes, I have lunch plans tomorrow. Sorry that I got in there. You guys okay, hear me. I muted him, Joe. <laughs> oh. Here, sorry, here's where I wanted to get to. Yeah, what happened there? Oh, so that's how you guys got those kills. So, okay, that yeah, makes they make warped, sense. Yeah,
2: they warped in at zero, and yeah, they'd never had a chance of surviving. <laughs> makes sense.
0: I like the way they into the wrong thing, probably being fairly gentle. Because so, if, I, if, if I understand
2: this correctly, then so you guys, uh, you know, signed in probably at range from the Keep Star. You started shooting it. Uh, you're doing the initial reinforce uh snuff begins to undock uh at what, what percentage on the shield were you guys at when they uh, when stuff started happening last i saw was 75 percent 60 65 percent somewhere in there so you guys had only been going at it for 10 or 15 minutes at most then, eh? yeah it wasn't i don't know it didn't seem like we were doing that much damage to it so i don't i i wasn't taking metrics all the way yeah. but i would say we'd have been doing at least 10 to 15 minutes was there more than the seven Titans we see on the battle report? Or was it just the seven? Um yeah. Destroyed. They called jump out and because we were staying above jump cap and I waited till the call to jump out and by that time I was hick pointed, I had a full screen like you hover over your hick point. I had a full deal of that plus ten more on it, so there was no way I'm getting yeah. out. Well, I was counting the forty four devoters and six phobos on the battle report and I'm like, Yeah, that's that's what it takes in low sec. Ain't no way getting away from that. At one point, they had fifty plus hicks there. So,
0: yeah. Okay, that's enough of that. But that was a miserable night for you, and uh, you uh, were were talking about what had just happened, and clearly, you know, you're emotional. What? But take a, take us back, if you can. Uh, what kind of what's that feel like for a pilot? Because not everybody's going to get to lose a titan inside of uh, the game. Oh.
2: For for me it was a surprise because well it's a shield reinforced timer so you're really not expecting a big fight out of it. But uh it's also <laughs> I, I looking back I find it interesting that you put a lot of value in a ship that at least for me I spent a lot of time working for it early on in my Eve career. I had realized what a Titan was and I had watched uh what was that? Clarion Call four? Four. And they show the pipe bombing. And that was something I wanted to do in my Eve career. Well, at the time I was early on and I asked people if we could do some pipe bombing. Well, they said get a Titan. For a pipe and bomb. so that's kinda that oh. that was kinda what I was well, if I want a pipe bomb, I have to get a Titan. I see what you mean. Because the, the Titan is what delivers the fleet to the location. That's exactly right. And, yeah. So, I spent a lot of time trying to get not a Titan. I love caps. and I love super cap play. That's kind of like my thing in Eve. That's what I love. So, you know, you get it. And then you drop a lot when you get a chance. And it's just kind of five, ten minutes, your years of hard work just disappears just like that, and you have nothing to show for it.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's got to be, well, that just has to be a feeling of helplessness, because there's nobody to bail you out in that situation. Your friends are leaving, and you're tied down.
2: Yeah. So, just, I don't... Be bad. I know for the next two days or so, I, I was pretty down about it um not that i was angry about losing it it was just you know you lost something and it doesn't really have any value but it has a lot of sentimental value if that makes sense
0: mm-hmm.
2: but i would 100 percent. i mean i got my replacement and it's not going to keep me from dropping a titan
0: right if anything you're probably more apt to do it you went through that shock Now, the reason I say not everybody gets a chance to lose a Titan is because not many players fly Titans and those that do don't fly in situations that are as risky as what you were doing. Normally they're in a gigantic group. So if they die, they die with a hundred other people. That's what we saw in M2. That doesn't feel the same as, as this does.
2: No, you, you definitely feel a little, little less isolated. Kind of a side note to this whole thing. One of my court mates, when we went in uh we're sitting in our own sub channel he's like uh stream your titan dying and i was like well i'm not planning on my titan dying but i'll stream it so i streamed it to discord and uh we went in and we're <laughs> shooting <laughs> what do you know <laughs> my titan dies <laughs> there's about 15 people watching my stream <laughs> wow well make sure that you
0: recover that you'll want that for later
2: I, I have the video footage. I haven't, I haven't posted it or anything. I recorded like the last 30, uh, last bit of it when it died there.
0: So Condor, this was uh, in April. Uh, you've been made whole now. They gave you a replacement hull, which is really cool. Not sure that they were going to be able to do that, but they did. So you're kind of back where you were. You mostly got it fit. But looking back on it, have your feelings changed about losing that uh, Titan at the time?
2: uh what in what way have they changed Have they softened
0: up do you feel more um do you feel closer to it do you look at it fondly is it still a sad memory or is it more of a, a happy memory what's it like
2: you look at it both it's both kind of sad right you lost your first titan and you have fond memories of what you did in, with it if that makes sense
0: yeah well this is what i've heard from uh, another titan pilot that lost uh one in the fountain war he was helping a fleet out he was one of the last titans out and he got caught and destroyed and he he said it was very very powerful connection to the ship like it was almost um like a like a family member or something
2: yeah i wouldn't i wouldn't say it's like a family member for me i would have said it was more like a pet but yeah <laughs> I'm sure he said
0: Look, pet too I just called it a family member <laughs>
2: <laughs> but yeah that that is correct I mean it's a, a titan for a new player at least someone that's working for it they haven't had years to build up their wealth or get established in the game it is a lot of work and y- you invest a lot into it and then you have a lot of fun with it when you use it you know I, I mean I got it back when haws were a thing and uh bosons were a thing and there were several times the the time it died, including I would get up after using it and my hands were shaking from the adrenaline rush. Like every time I dropped that thing I would get an adrenaline rush and I wouldn't always get the shakes, but that was one of the things I really enjoyed about using it.
0: Yeah. It was uh incredibly tense and adrenaline filled gameplay. A lot of
2: risk exactly you're doubling down when you gamble kind of thing
0: <laughs> yeah well uh feels much better to be on this end of it i suppose
2: yeah it does it feels good to, to have it over with
0: yeah i think also it changes you it puts you in a different class of player now uh you've you've kind of gambled with the most expensive thing that you could in the game, barring specialty ships. And uh, you've won a few times, and then you've actually experienced the loss as well. Uh, so I think the, the amount of experience that you have as a super capital pilot is increased. And now that kill mail will memorialize that you were a Titan pilot, so that identity can never be questioned, essentially. Everybody else, you never know. If you don't die in a ship, it doesn't necessarily exist for history's sake
2: yeah, no, I agree with that. I have a screenshot of the kill mill that's saved on a hard drive, so it i if Zeke ever goes, I still have it.
0: yeah, exactly. Well, you've got it recorded, and uh you also have the kill mail and stuff but uh mostly, I wanted to check in with you to let people know that even though you were distraught during this um See, I knew our relationship, so I knew that I could ask you about this and that you could hold it together and that everything was fine. But the audience may not have known that. I think I did say that. But even Snuff was like, What are you doing, Madderall? You're talking to this guy who just lost a Titan. What's wrong with you? You know, he, he's very emotional. And I thought that was really cool that even Snuff had, was looking out for you, you know?
2: Yeah, that was. When you messaged me later on that night or when I woke up early in the morning and look well, okay. So I go back to that that happened what was it, eleven o'clock my time or something it's like late. that, ten thirty. I didn't get to bed till like three thirty, four o'clock in the morning. I was just so amped up and whatever over it all. But when <laughs> when I read your messages then I was I was shocked that hi had asked some of that stuff and really got on to you about it. And to me it wasn't a big deal, like What got me to play Eve was... I think I started listening to Talking In Stations... was it, your first or second episode? And that's what brought me into Eve. And through my career, then, I've talked with you off and on quite a bit. And, yeah, we've had a good relationship as far as that goes.
0: That's wild. I didn't know that you listened to us first before playing. That
2: is wild. That would just... So, I started listening... (laughs) If I let me get my timeline right here. Was it, did Talking Station start, I want to say it was like around April the 5th, 2016, right? Before the Delve, uh, the... April 15th. Casino. Yeah. Okay, that sounds right then. It was right before the Casino War happened. You had like a couple episodes and then the Casino War, st- war started off. Yeah. And I listened through the whole war... And I think it was right around October. Then I pulled the trigger on playing Eve.
0: So you listened to the war through talking in stations? Wild. Yeah. That's cool. I didn't know that. That's a surprise. Yeah, we started April 15th. That's when the, the troops were on their way. They started to move. And we're saying like, we're looking at the map saying something's going on. We don't know what it is, but something's going on. Because, uh, you know, Pandemic Legion's on the move. I think NC is like being very quiet, that's not usual. And the test is, you know, there's rumblings over there. And so all of a sudden you start seeing these massive troop movements headed north to take on the uh, Imperium. And we're like, uh, what's going on here? We don't know what's going on, but we're seeing a lot of stuff. And then it starts to blossom into uh, what we're seeing now is an invasion of Imperium territory by pretty much the other big blocks on the map. And uh, at that that time, it didn't go very well for the Imperium. They um, ended up uh, losing their Sov and moving down to Delve, where they rebuilt into what you see today, or what you saw a few months ago. And uh, now you've seen a lot of those same groups attacking the Imperium in Delve and diminishing them down to one um, constellation, but it's a heck of a fortified constellation. So we're still in that war. But uh, that was five years ago, and that's when you started, and that's when we started. Interesting.
2: Yeah, it's, it's it doesn't seem that long ago.
0: <laughs> yeah, it is weird, isn't it? Yeah, we just passed uh, April 15th. That was the five-year anniversary of uh, Talking In Stations. OK, uh, well, I'm glad you're all right. I just wanted to bring you back to make sure everybody knew you're fine and uh, you're resilient. Like other E players, and uh, so not to worry about you.
2: Yeah, we're a sucker for punishment, aren't we?
0: <laughs> Some of us more than others. I'm risk averse. All right, uh, we wanted to take a look. Let's see how much time do we have. We should probably wrap it up. Uh, maybe we'll do markets tomorrow, Zen. Zen, are you there? Sure.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I have one big news. I guess it's, yeah. it can be big, it can be small. It depends on people. So, there for Eve echoes. Right now, they are trying to test uh, a Serenity server for Eve Echoes. Really? So right now there, so yeah, so there will be two servers. Um, so the testing started, uh, I think today was yesterday, something like that. But the of official trailer out uh, on Bilibili. Billy. Yeah, so oh, do you have a link for uh, that?
0: Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, what Chinese players for Echoes were they not playing at all, or were they on the? Uh- Universal.
1: Uh, I think they were on the Universal one. Uh, But uh, what we heard is uh, they got the license in China, and they're ready to launch the testing.
0: Wild. Okay, let's take a look. This is from uh, the Chinese YouTube Billy Billy, which I'm starting to like. Uh, Let's see if we can see the trailer for Serenity on Echoes. Kind of interesting here.
1: Uh, I think this is old footage. Uh, at least this is the one that we. Oh, that was linked in oh, the chat.
2: I'll pick volume up just a bit.
0: Just tell me what that says. <laughs> oh, it'll <laughs> be late. Don't oh, no. worry
2: about it.
1: Yeah, it's probably gonna be late. <laughs> Look at
0: that. Heredity on Echoes. pretty cool. All right. Yeah. So we'll, uh, take a look at more news tomorrow and do to markets something interesting. I want to get into markets a lot more, talk about them, break them down for players that are intimidated by how to use them because they are very confusing. It's, uh, it's not like a uh, market and other MMOs where you just buy what you want. Um, it's, it's a, it's a lot more, a lot deeper than that, uh, but you know, we're out of time. Uh, So we'll pick it up again uh, tomorrow. Thanks very much, Shen, for coming around and Condor for checking in with us. It's good to see you again.
2: Same. Yeah.
0: All right. We will see you guys. Thanks for hanging out with us. We'll see you tomorrow on Talking in Stations.